0: Welcome to Everything Hurts, my name is Dan Quintana from the University of Oslo and I'm here with James Heathers from Northeastern University. What is going on James? Um, We are
1: presently being hit by a storm known here as, rather appropriately, considering the affiliation, a Northeaster.
0: Yeah, that's perfect.
1: So that's what's going, it's thoroughly unperfect if you want to
0: traverse a street um, Are we talking like <laughs> snow or, or ice or what's the... Uh...
1: Oh, it's a combo play. We started off with some ice. We had some good ice and everyone crashed their cars. That was uh, that was good. Um, then there was a uh, snow day on Thursday and then it's been gently topped up with a little bit more snow. There's a lot of buried cars. There's a lot of accidents. And uh, as has been featured previously on this podcast, the fire engines down the road that I, I just love... Yeah, I, I I love their enormous sirens. I appreciate their interruptions. Um, it's got to the point where I'm now actively rooting for the fire. Uh, <laughs> do,
0: do you do you um, oh, do people ever put um put spikes on their on their car tires or is that just a Scando thing?
1: um you can get that here um you have to be a little bit more rural generally they try to clear the roads most places all the interstates are cleared most of the places in the inner cities and even relatively small towns are cleared up quite well um out of town uh it's a different story so spike tires chain tires they're not uncommon but uh An awful lot of people seem to just go for the American approach of bash car into snow. Uh, and <laughs> wait, wait to determine outcome via state of car, kind of. It's, I've seen some less than sensible approaches to cold weather driving here from a lot of people. Mm. But, you know, it's America, buddy. Can't yeah. tell me what to do with my car. I've got to bong it into something. It's nothing funnier <laughs> than someone who's a terrible driver in a front wheel drive car trying to get over ice patches and not knowing what they're doing.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh it's, uh, it's, it's
1: wonderful. A... It's like the it's like the Marx brothers if one of them weighed a ton and a half.
0: <laughs> How are you, What's Daniel? A... Good. We're um, uh, just came back from a from a lab trip. We're up in the mountains doing some some seminars, bit of skiing there as well. So that was that was very nice. Living mm. off the uh Dear
1: yeah. me, skiing and doing seminars up in the mountains—you really, you, you, you're taking to it, aren't you? You're going native. Yeah, we're going to have is, you is in great. one of those dirndl-looking things in a minute, whatever they're called. <laughs> Which ones? I don't know. I know that's the German one. It's the thing with the the, the shirt with the embroidery. Oh, they
0: um, it, it's called the uh, it's called the bunad. That's the that's the there term. You. I meant that. There you go. Yeah. I
1: absolutely knew that was a thing that I. Hoped existed, <laughs>
0: hit hit the nail on the head. Well, I missed um, the nail and hit the plank. Um. Yeah, <laughs> science now, man. Science. Now you remember? Um, a, f- a few episodes ago, episode thirty-four, we were talking with Robin Cock, and uh, we were talking about the story of the grad student who didn't say no hmm. well, there's, which there's is not of, uh... which
1: is not the title to a disappointing
0: pornography it's no. a, uh, <laughs> it's what what is it daniel well it was a story it was a blog post uh written by a uh, senior researcher who was talking about um yeah two postdocs and uh one of them got a data set couldn't find any significant results mm-hmm. from what the originally uh, from what the original planned analysis was but there was another postdoc who had grad a bit of, bit of a deeper look, Not a, a student, student, a grad student. That's right, who had, who had a closer look and didn't get any results. But then had another look and carved up the data and had another look and another look. And and normally this kind of stuff is it's clearly p hacking and it's stuff that we know happens a lot. But what was interesting about this blog post was that it was a, an admission. Of this is exactly how we we did our paper, and there was a lot of discussion online about this. A lot is, of people. Is it were possible
1: asked, that the process described was not actually p hacking?
0: Uh I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's possible, but I mean, it's uh, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see your tone of voice when you
1: said that. Um, it's something that, yeah, I'd, uh, I. This is my. <laughs> I've spent too much time formally criticizing things in public to jump to a lot of conclusions publicly but it didn't seem avoidable you have to you have to because also i mean the moment also if you ever got it wrong in public you feel like a complete tit and you wish yeah. you hadn't so it teaches you caution very quickly uh, I don't see a way where there couldn't be like like there there wouldn't be stern questions to be asked about the way this research process was described. hit it with a hammer 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 oh my analysis isn't working more hammer oh we finally if you <laughs> if you take these subgroups and you turn it upside down and we only include people who well of a prime numbered age it turns out it worked the whole time we just we didn't think to ask that in the first place so Yes, as you were saying, blog post a description of what appears to quite clearly be poor research practice,
0: mm, and uh, this this got a lot of discussion online. People a were making lock. comments, and people yeah. were making comments. Is is this satire? Please explain. And uh, <laughs> I missed that, that. Ha- that. Yeah, that was. Uh, I think the first three comments on the actual blog post were was that very question, and then um, and then uh, so Brian, hopeful. Brian uh, responded, "No, this is this is how we do it." And it, a lot of people actually noticed that the the responses were quite odd as well, in that there wasn't really a flat denial of this. It, this is not what we did. We 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 weren't p hacking. It was an acknowledgement of, "Okay, we're going to look at our practices," but there wasn't really much of a response. It was really it was a really uh interesting way of of going about it. And then. Uh, and then what happened was a lot of a few researchers, some of your colleagues, James, mm-hmm. ha- started having a, started having a closer look using the Grim test, which is a test that you have co-authored and developed, which is looking at granularity or differences, particularly when it comes to Likert scales, and found uh, a number of inconsistencies in mm. some of the papers which were described uh, in this original blog post. Should mention so,
1: technically, a lot of that was uh a lot of that wasn't i mean there were grim errors but there was an awful lot of other stuff as well should put a Mm -hmm. link to the uh the the similar method of analyzing standard deviations in the show notes i'll make a note of that so you can try testing not only if you ever have a mean and you want to know whether or not it is allowed to consist of the whole numbers it purports to be you can check it for yourself um, this is put, Jordan's we'll put, we'll put. I'd probably put Jordan's calculator up before But we'll put it up again Let's um, do it again I like the the, the fact that uh, the, Obviously the acronym GRIM was extremely important to me I'm still working on trying to get a test That fills out the acronym of Frostbitten To try and make research <laughs> To try and make research more metal in general But I was very pleased that uh, Granularity related inconsistency of means Mapped to error repeats Makes the subsequent test Grimmer um, which is superb. I don't think that got enough credit. I mean, grim SD is not much fun. Anyway, it's sorry, you were saying Well, there's a whole series of tests, uh, a series of tests were applied, basic uh, internal consistency tests. They shouldn't even really be called tests really because there's precious little statistics involved in most of it, but there were some mm. inconsistencies. And by inconsistencies, mm. I mean totally unexplainable values that appear to be from
0: space. And by a few, I mean <laughs> 150. That number, which, which we discussed uh, um, again in another episode, was, uh, was, was massive. and uh, That's a, a few, isn't talking. it? Yeah. It's quite a few. And it got, it got a lot of people talking online. Um, and then I know Jordan has actually gone on to do some more investigation of mm-hmm. some of the other papers to come out of that lab and uh found some similar inconsistencies. So, it's been a big story. We will link to those uh to those posts, but then uh only a matter of hours ago, uh Brian's actually come up and responded to a lot of these criticisms. Mm. Uh, he's been pretty he's been he's been pretty silent both on Twitter and and on his website posting a whole bunch of other stuff of, of his research. Um, but now he's actually come up and uh, and responded. So I thought we would um very quickly cover uh his his response of mm-hmm. uh, firstly the discussions online, but more specifically about the the paper with 150 inconsistencies. Four um, papers.
1: So one data set, four papers. Accuracy in yeah. all
0: things, Daniel. That's right, that's right. So yeah. okay. I can't so, waggle
1: my finger on a podcast, so everyone will have to nah, imagine you, me doing you,
0: it. You, you, you will try, though. But here is uh, Brian's response that um, when it comes to the journals or how he's actually going to address this with the journals, that all of the analyses are going to be rerun by a non-co-author. Uh, so this is actually a, a statistician that's uh, approved by his local IRB Who's going to go through and reanalyze the data? So I think that's, I mean, in an ideal world, um, you know, the the data would be open, which I think is going to happen as well. So basically, first step is this other statistician is going to reanalyze the data. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, the IRB is going to be get get to a point where it's satisfied that it can de-identify. Um, the data, which is the, the next step that's needed in order to make this um, data public, which is fantastic because that was really where a lot of the a lot of the trouble came down to. Yeah. If the data was public, then then there w- there wouldn't have probably wouldn't have gotten to this point. Okay. So he's uh, working.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't don't let's not let's not shotgun people. Uh, context on de-identification. Yeah. Hmm all right uh Uh, it's it's very important obviously that data you collect from people if it's something that is important or personal to them is protected on a general sort of moral principle level you also have requirements that are subject to any individual experiment that you a lot of the time come up with yourself you tell people what you will or won't do with their data and that conditions that make it very difficult to imagine what's going to happen in the future. You never co- collect data in 2011, including a clause. Uh, oh, by the way, three years later, if someone fig- figures that we've stuffed all of this up, they might want to come rooting around through the data you've collected. So can you agree to that now? You can't do that in retrospect. And you can't track these people down. You have absolutely no chance whatsoever. It would be expensive and time-consuming even if you could. So a lot of data is... Uh, a lot of data is given a general, a general agreement that it's it's in a, when someone agrees to do a study, they know that the data will be disseminated in certain formats, and the majority of the time, if the researchers aren't complete incompetence, that includes the condition of we will be giving the data away, as opposed to like the summary statistics of the data, which is, it's all, it's all giving the data away, cheer up, what were you expecting to happen? We're going to stick it under our hat and never tell anyone. Of course not. Pointless waste of time. Um, the reason that I saw a few people, uh, de-identifying data has also been something that people have traditionally hidden behind when it comes to, I don't want to share data from my data set. So there's been plenty of cases. I, I it would be boring to link to them. Go and Google it. Uh I refuse to share my extraordinarily suspicious data on the basis that it would hurt the feelings of the people who couldn't give a stuff about it when it was collected five years ago. Now that can be the case. I mean if you've got someone you, you don't want to be people to be able to identify you from your medical records and it's something personal or embarrassing. Imagine you were doing a study on AIDS or VD. You know, mm. or even uh, something that was debilitating in a g- group of people who who I mean if say it was p t s d and returned soldiers you know you, you don't want to have that their... confidential exactly yeah. exactly, but it when it comes to you you, you have these situations of people go, oh no, we took visual psychophysic data, but we don't want we don't want to give people sensitive personal detailed information away, well it's like whether or not they stared at a box, fuck off <laughs> give us the, give us the numbers <laughs> so those the the issue the issue of this runs the full gamut of I can't show you my data because it's actually a sensitive thing to give away oh. it runs the full gamut of completely legitimate through to laughable and but everywhere in between. Is-
0: what I, what I think is commendable here is that he's worked with his IRB to go, and the IRB has agreed. okay, Now we're getting this data to a point. That's ideally where... what you're supposed to do, yeah, it's yeah. Like if, the, if yeah. you
1: have to get a if you have to go and get any kind of retrospective agreement to give your data away, then you have to abide by the situation. Mm. You have to abide by the standard that's been set by the ethical body that's let you do the research. Obviously, you can't just make your own blanket decisions about that stuff. Mm. Um, you also have to, to you have to be your own. An awful lot of ethical issues are just supposed to be self governed You're just supposed
0: to know what the right thing to do is, and you're supposed to be cautious and vaguely pleasant, I suppose. But what I like is that he's actually recognised. You know what? We haven't actually run our lab the best that we could. We've made a number of mistakes, and as well as doing this and fixing or addressing these these problems in uh, described in these four papers. Um, we're also going to be actually putting together a new set of lab procedures and okay. procedures. Yeah, here's the a, here's a, here's
1: a, here's a first thing. Look, that's the good... So that's all in the, the document that you sent me about 90 seconds before we started recording. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for the beautiful amount of lead time for me to process complicated information. Um, it is it is nice that I can download data from the internet into my head like you can, you big square head freak. So <laughs> look, I, ideally, I a, a few times... as. Let me me put it this way. Public criticism is hard to, in a reputation-based sort of industry, it's hard for anyone to process. It's never, no no one ever really welcomes. When when you see someone who's replying to a comment on a paper that they wrote, and it starts with, we thank researchers X, Y, and Z (laughs) for their careful attention to detail in noticing the inconsistencies in our paper. Uh, it would be a lot more honest if it just started with, you bastards, we were done with this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, through, through grit was, and I heat. was sick of talking about this when we published it. And the likes of you wasted my, ah, oh, for the love of God. That would be much more, you know, with the ellipsis in it and everything, it would be way funnier. um, with, You know. So every time there's an interaction like this and someone doesn't wig out completely it's it's a win for civilized discourse mm. especially because i mean it's very hard to when you when you do the active criticism if i'm talking in the the meta scientific sense when you you have you build critical tools when you analyze people's published work and you, you you take a really good close look at it and then you have to point the mistakes out there are an awful lot of bad actors in the world. It is very difficult to avoid the assumption a lot of the time that the person you're dealing with is at a minimum level careless about something that a lot of the time you feel is important. And past that, the, the person you're dealing with is either actively dishonest or Not really interested. Once you get to a certain point, you can do research. Oh, we got an analysis to work. That's it. I refuse to think about it anymore. The Rubicon has been crossed. That's the the end of the story. No more dialogue. We have our result. So that's kind of a willful ignorance as well. Mm. There's lots of different ways this can happen. Very rarely, I think, do people sit down, rub their hands like Le Chiffre from the Bond films and go, how can, we, how can we make this analysis fraudulent and bullshit? I think that very, very occasionally happens. The vast mm. majority of the time, people just kick it up the hole and they give it a good punt. And, ah, oh, look, it works now. Okay, no more thinking about whether or not it's meaningful. Mm. We've got our brick. Let's go put it in the wall.
0: Look, and and my hope with all this is that people are looking at this and seeing and actually thinking about their own analysis and how they're doing stuff in their own labs as well. Mhm. Um I mean, I I know for me now as a habit um I, I run all my papers through StatCheck, for instance. Just yeah. to uh to say this kind of stuff.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you you don't want to find out about that later
0: yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> in in many ways it's it's
1: a it's a hallmark of the fact that someone's paying attention to to what you're doing if anything's been checked in any great detail mm. anyway look what i what I was saying before I'll return to that very briefly before I bore the ass off everyone every time there's a civil response to this that results in people closely looking at what actually happened, then it's a good thing because yeah criticism like this is never 100% never offered casually it's never not like totally overthought yeah it's something that's been checked and then handed around to someone else and then checked and you try to f- figure out from the information you've got whether or not you're dealing with data that can exist or the research protocol that actually took place or it's something that you can explain after the fact by yourself and unless you find something totally egregious there's absolutely no point talking about it you know why cuz this isn't anyone's job no one pays it the very few people are working in formal criticism, so especially not mm. in the behavioral sciences. I mean, there's other other stuff we won't get into, but there's almost no one who is. There's a few. There's like a tiny handful of of grants from I think the NSF here in the US, and they were for specific specific things in in a, it was a, a meta science specific sorts of grants. It's called a phase one something. Um, from memory, two of the people who got those grants were actually working on tools to evaluate existing published research. Mm. So they're the people who are getting paid to do this. So everyone else that we've referred to, Tim and Nick and Jordan, who wrote this paper, me, uh, all the other. And there's a whole rogues gallery full of people who are doing this. Yeah. Unless it's a matter of, you know, I earn a salary to do a researcher's, and this is part of my research job. No one has a grant to investigate this. No one has, a. Uh, no, if stuff is coming across their desk, it's not actually their problem. A lot of the time people are criticizing research that is bad in its own right. It's not a matter of they're having a fight about something that's specifically within their own remit. Mm. That does happen, but it's less common than you'd think. People are just uh, people are. If, if, if there's waves being made right now, it's just about bad practice that people find, and it's yeah. happening. It's not. It's totally ad hoc. You know. You know why all this all this started because some, some thing was pointed out and then someone thought to look. Hmm. And there's uh, you know, it's, it's 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 weird kind of public service thing. It's the same as like it's. Just think of it as post-publication peer review. There you go. There's your public service. Ah, uh, I'll, I'll make I'll make one more point while I'm being boring here. Uh, I see a few people say so far. Um. Okay, because there's um after after these papers, there's been more analyses that um. I do a, a few people talking about. Well, obviously, there's uh if this workgroup's doing work that shows inaccuracies, there's going to be more inaccuracies, and they wouldn't found some. What do you think of this? Um, and then a suggestion from a few people. They go, okay, well, that's 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 not very nice. Stop picking on him. Stop picking on him. It's mean. That's a nice smile, Daniel. What do you think of the? Uh, what do you think of the the evolution of this discussion reaching the point of stop picking on him? It's mean.
0: I mean, look, you've got a situation here where there seems to be a pattern of how a lab approaches their research. Um, But, you know, I think it can be very easy for things online to devolve into, hey, look, we have a thing going on here versus let's all all pile on. Um, Like, these things should be investigated and people should be looking at these inconsistencies. But I don't know i th- i th- I sometimes think i i don't I'm not quite sure whether this is the right uh this is the right example, but quite a lot of the time particularly on Twitter and to a l- lesser extent facebook when there's blood in the water the the sharks get amongst it, and um there can be a lot of stuff going on i think as as long as these I'm not party um,
1: to people's public discussion of do you think
0: at some point in
1: time this descends from this research is bad to these people are bad or untoward yeah and and that that's the
0: problem like it's is that how i, I haven't'cause i don't i, I don't, don't
1: have i don't have time to talk shit about people I spend all my time working on it recently I've been spending all my spare time on working on a method to to do more of this, like in the abstract I'm not having broad discussions about who should get in the sea i'm I'm Look, happy I've, to do it here.
0: <laughs> But so you think uh, there's a piling on aspect of this that is not no, not quite. I, th- I think there was uh, some elements. It started sort of descending into a bit of snark when it came to uh, how, he w- how he was approaching this. Um, but f- for the most part, in this particular situation, a lot of it was just a bit of head scratching. Why wouldn't he respond? Um, you know, and-, and it seems like now he's actually responded and, ad- and addressed a lot of this stuff. So, yeah, you know, I've seen worse online and i don't think this was oh you've seen worse uns- behavior on the internet yeah well <laughs> <Quelle> surprise <laughs> who, who, as the french who, don't say who who would have thought but in this situation most people from what i saw kept things civil they kept things objective and rather than actually attacking the person um they were just going hey like here are some inconsistencies it's not
1: here. Any- yeah um, yeah good good i no don't need, no need for any of that look it's it's enough it's enough that the work's bad and it's it's hard enough to I mean, when you when you do this, when you when you criticize something, you put your name out there. You are. I I feel like for a very long time there's been kind of a gentleman's agreement of, I won't kick the crap out of your awful research if you don't kick the <laughs> crap out of my awful research. I feel like a kind of prisoner's dilemma arose at some point in time where people knew that if they.
0: If no, you're really
1: interested, if you're really interested in accuracy, considering the many and various things that have been published that have been quite poor, it's always amazing well, to me. Well, it has happened a few times where I've been involved either personally or peripherally in something that's being strongly criticised in public, and when someone someone else who isn't involved in it hears about it, and they go, "Oh, what research is that?" And you tell them, and they go, ha, 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 I knew that. Okay. (laughs) Okay, part of the problem. Did you really? Because I didn't (laughs) until a week ago. Oh, yeah, I've known it for years. Well, thanks so much for trying to help, you lazy bastard. uh, Maybe, look, that's not the right attitude either. It's It's just frustrating. The amount of effort it takes to put yourself in the public eye as the author of a critical thing is yeah. is dickish. It's it's difficult and you're exposing yourself to do something that in many ways is not your personal problem. You're getting involved because you feel like a broader standard needs to be kept. So,
0: and you know. And quite often this happens uh, for people between fields because often within the same field, you don't see these discussions happening very much. Only because you know, if you're going to go harsh and critical on this person, chances are they're going to go through your papers, almost like you said, like a gentleman's oh, agreement. There,
1: yeah. Look, they they might more than that. If you're going to start heavily criticizing people who work, you're going to get them. Is it you know? Say you've got a subfield and someone else is doing terrible work. Yeah. yeah. Now you can demonstrate that uh, with an extremely high degree of accuracy. Who's going to review your papers? Yeah. Who's going to review your grants? who's going to be on the committee of whatever board of the professional organization you're both in, who is now your peer who has a personal problem with you, even if you manage to do a very straightforward and professional job of trying to correct something that is attempting to be objectively correct, even if you're perfectly correct, pointing out stuff that absolutely has to be pointed out that is in the public and civic and scientific interest of everyone will still piss people off there's too many people who see them see their role as kingmaker you know i'm here to i'm here to create a reputation for myself and others i'm here to confer authority to things You can't. There's no way you can tell someone like that. (laughs) By the way, all your stuff is wrong. You're wrong. (laughs) You're wrong. And what I say wrong—it's that's the, the thing about a protocol. You can you can argue about ideas until your lips go blue. And you can you can not have a good way of demonstrating something. You can you can have a nice theoretical argument that's good for everyone. A theoretical argument is generative. But if you've made a mistake. If you found an inconsistency It's just wrong There's no way to duck that If you get the data and there's numbers in it That can't exist It's just wrong <laughs> Yeah mm. So it, 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 the, the the tone of the discussion Kind of changes with that Anyway look this is going to be uh, This is going to be interesting uh, to, to see what happens Here because I look
0: for, I'll look forward to seeing the uh, the the data post because that's I wanted. That's...
1: I yeah, look maybe we we might actually all collectively learn something and get better rather than it just sort of descending into an all in brawl about mm. who's right and who's wrong. I'm not including any names at this point in time. Uh, let's take a break. I'm going to go and stomp up and down the hallway and blow air through my nose for a bit.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to Everything Hurts. <laughs> We've uh, timed that well. <laughs> yeah, timed that very well. Uh, we uh, James is pulling faces again. We we want to give uh, quick shout outs to people that have been uh, sharing the love online about the Everything Hurts podcast. Uh, particularly, yeah, uh, yeah kid. Uh, Kid Pixo on Twitter uh, has, uh, has been um, telling his friends about the podcast and uh, has been saying that your podcast is scientifically interesting and hilariously irreverent. Only more beer. Can no, make no, 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 no. Irrelevant. The word surely was irrelevant. <laughs> I, I had to read it twice as well. Um, right. but, um, uh, That's but an interesting name. Bring... I wonder what that means. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we have actually brought up the idea of um, of doing um, you know be- beers and science and podcasts and seeing you know the problem. They, uh, the how... problem
1: with this is the crossover. Neither of us are complete degenerates, so a lot of the yeah. time it's the evening for Dan or quite early in the afternoon for me, uh, or it's first thing in the morning for me, which is the podcast. You'll notice where I don't talk as much. Um, and it's the middle of the afternoon for you, so unless we wait until it's eleven at night in Norway, and I'm highly irresponsible for the day, it's <laughs> hard can... to it's hard to it's hard to work it's hard to work the beer in. I I suppose I could make the sacrifice of drinking earlier in the day. Um, it's not for, like there isn't the a the long show. academic tradition of that for the yeah. good of, for the good of. Whatever tiny weird piece of uh, external whatever, but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So thanks,
0: uh, thanks to Pixo, and if, it is a good you, suggestion though. <laughs> it is a good suggestion, and and if you if you feel like writing that on our um on our iTunes page as a review, that would be that would be awesome if you could do that. And anyone else, uh, it's such a good way for other people to find the show is to leave ratings and write a review. Any feedback for what you want to hear more of or less of. Uh give us a shout over Facebook or Twitter on Twitter. We are everything hurts they and I want Facebook. to hear more of you yeah give us give us and ideas, your sexy, episodes. reedy voice yes well i uh a few hours ago, I sent you a slide that was uh was actually floating around the internet since since the end of January, which yeah. I saw but completely forgot about, but was reminded again when I saw this. And uh, apparently, this was a talk by a top biologist from uh, Queen Mary University in London, okay. and it was a careers talk, mm. uh, talking to some young some young PhDs. And uh, I'm just going to read out this this slide here, and it's titled uh, "Make Science the Center of Your Life." Mm-hmm. And here's a few here's a few points, a few pearls of wisdom from this uh, from this biologist. Point one: Do it. Do it as well as if it was a matter of life and death. There's, there's, a, there's a solid start. Mm. Uh, and then it gets better. Saturdays and Sundays are normal working hours for creative people. If you want a 40-hour week, work in a bank or an industry. And he, 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 comes the, uh, he comes the backhander. Or in a humanities department. Final point. Take breaks when necessary, but stay clear of non-breaks. For example, other stuff you can also do on a computer screen, social media, news websites, etc. Wow. That is uh that is some advice right there. Take any other job
1: and replace uh the science with uh any banking. other profession? <laughs> well, if you want a forty-hour week, work at a bank. Yeah. Well, you, what you mean is work at a bank window. I know plenty of people who work in banking who are not working forty-hour weeks. Um, and I'm going to leave the thing about the humanities department because that's just silly. That's just <laughs> as if people. You know what? You know what they have that you don't, mate? Teaching loads. Yeah. Marking review processes that take three years uh less money um probably probably less prestige less institutional support for the most part a whole lot of stuff so we'll just leave that because there's plenty else here yeah i'm going to translate the look i just gave into words now um what was my initial reaction to you sending me this long streak of diarrhea daniel I, I, I think you
0: you responded what 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 about three times? Yes, I think
1: I used language that was slightly more strident than that. The the
0: the the expletives. The uh, and, yeah. Oh,
1: I love the way you. Uh, I should make you read out things that I say all the time. <laughs> Look, I, you I, when I first saw this, personable gentleman.
0: What? When I first saw this online, I thought someone someone's having a go here. Someone's taking the piss. Um, again, again, the... this is
1: this is satire.
0: <laughs> yeah, and people people the thought first it was three comments. Uh, were, is this satire? Particularly the um the with the go work in the humanities department backhander. Yeah, and, and I tell you, we, the, gotta, the, we gotta we gotta we to leave that bit alone. Let's just just concentrate yeah. on the message. Well look looking at the looking at the message here, uh it's it's one of those things that sure you might hear someone talk about this in the pub or whatever, but the fact that this was actually a presentation and someone sat down and goes, Oh, I have to actually show some some, you know, younger researchers how to actually do research and this is what came out. Yeah. This was Ah, oh, and it just, it just it just says so much about the uh, just the in- incredible amount of pressure. And uh, think about it: this person runs a lab. Mm. Imagine the- you must be so a top fucking boss.
1: Jeez, I'd love it's- working for you. I can should, yeah. shall I shall I start? Look, I've been holding my tongue here. Do you want me to start listing off the things I don't like about this? Go for it. Okay. Number one, first point, um, put put again to one side the fact that grammar sucks. Do it as well as if it was a matter of life and death. Never mind, take that the English language, but... Yeah, you're telling people how to feel. That's some serious gatekeeping bullshit right there. Do it as well as if it was a matter of life and death. Well, uh, that's... You, <sighs> replace your interaction with this task feel differently about it Mm. because anytime you're telling someone how to feel yeah make it the center of your life what you're saying is you need to have a better relationship with it because it's a shit process in other words you have to like it enough to have a dysfunctional life so change the amount that you like it that's implied here that's shit that's a shit message you can't tell people how to feel I mm. I don't know how I don't know how to immediately expand on that. That's that's yeah. it's quite like that's vaguely abusive in a way. Um it's just so, I'm sure it's plenty so of people Okay, the, the, I'm sure plenty of people have already people who have far more right to say this than either of us do, with our I mean, you have uh you don't even have a cat. I mean let's not pretend pretend he takes a lot of work, but that's as close as either of us have got to a direct dependent. Yes? Yeah. <laughs> Saturdays and Sundays are normal working days for creative people. Um, I don't know. Have a Google and see if there's a single mother with an opinion on that. Yeah. Who's working yeah, in science. Nuts. I'm sure she'll be absolutely thrilled. I'm sure a normal working woman with two kids is absolutely fascinated by your opinion on this. Yeah? What the... the, the it, Attitudes like this can, cannot, by definition, apply to everyone. The idea that it necessarily has to be dysfunctional. Like the best way to get through is we, n- none of this sort of... Go looking, go looking for a boss who doesn't have insane requirements on your time. Hmm. Uh, try not to be a, a robot who has nothing but science in their lives. We know people like that. You know, a lot of the time, I don't think they're very good scientists. I don't think you're managing your work. Oh, I absolutely must do all this work. I know an awful lot of successful people who do not think like this. Now, some fields lend themselves very well to, like, you actually get something when you overwork. But here's another point. This is my, like, if there's a a center to the non-personal, like the scientific practice problem with this, rather than the fact that you are being shit to people by expressing this opinion. How much good work is coming out of you smashing your face against something for 60-70 hours a week? Do you know how badly people work when they work that long? Do you know that there's other scientific research on what how good your productivity is <laughs> as you're entering your 70th hour for the week and you take one day off every 14 or whatever quasi-basement dwelling sweaty palm <laughs> weirdness is necessary for something like this? Do you have any idea how bad that gets? There's so much research on overwork and how it's and how it shits up the process of doing the work in the first place. Is all that's necessary just turning out more stuff? Is this attitude at the center of the publish-at-all-costs-make-science-stick-bricks-in-the-wall-make-yourself-look-interesting kind of mentality. Where in this particular series of working parameters is the capacity for reflective thought? How are you supposed Mm. to pick up something else? How are you supposed to maintain a general interest in other scientific topics? Smash your head against central task until task is completed. You're not working in a fucking mine, that's it's not one thing. Well, it's a shit mentality, and it's going to... Pro- mm. I, I have, I, I'm I sincerely convinced that this is a way to produce lots of shit science. As opposed to a less amount of stuff that doesn't have to go through the enormous and terrifyingly boring and expensive uh, process of being uh, replicated, distrusted, kicked over, etc. It's a way to produce more, more bad stuff. It's the center of this uh, this weird, abusive, kicking down kind of relationship thing that's going on. I got notes for it. I, I've been writing on and off a, a book about like things that I wish I knew when I started a PhD, and I have but things that I add to it all the time, and people tell me stuff like, "Oh," and so it's a kind of a gradual accretion. But there's a a, a line in it. That basically is saying, look, you've got to realize that you're working for someone who has an enormous amount of power. If there's a, a, a lot of competition for junior positions, yeah? And the people that uh, you are working for are always, like, you very rarely do you do get a, a postdoc or a junior faculty position and you go into a, a, another room that's full of people who are just like you. You're not. You're mm-hmm. working directly for someone who on a contract where they can replace you where things are going to be problematic. And every stage of this hierarchical bollocks as we go up has this dynamic to it. And when it gets bad, it's abusive. And when you add in other human foibles, shit behavior, sexual harassment, actual real-life legitimate abuse, and you start to make that a collective uh just thought uh, this is just this is just how it is this yeah, is just how it line. is fuck the labor laws this is just how it, it has always been yeah um there's an awful lot of people going do i spend 12 years in university for this shit who are really seriously thinking about keying your car mate
0: mm. and it's just that uh it's, it's the power dynamic the fact that they not only do they hold the the current employment but they also hold Potentially future employment as well.
1: Uh, the the dreaded letter,
0: the dreaded letter, which Good seems point, to matter more in, in, in different different countries than other countries. Um, but uh, in a lot of places, this uh, this letter seems to make or break. And it's just almost like, oh, you're not going to work these hours. It's that 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 implicit. Well, you know, when it comes to letter time, uh, and having that tangled over, it, it's almost tantamount to, to yeah, you're you're flouting every every label. Or, label law there is and it's just it's just ridiculous and uh ah oh, it's just and just the stories that you hear of the expectations I rem- I remember um hmm. there were times um I, I used to live near a bloke who who worked in at a lab near us where where we were at and um the more some mornings I would be leaving to go to work and he'd be hopping on he'd be hopping off the train because he was getting back from work <laughs> Because he literally be doing an all nighter. It was it was unbelievable, Mm. and that was just uh, that was just the expectations there. Yeah, and um, rarely is it uh, does there are some
1: people who are capable of doing that to themselves. Um, and it's something as as long as as it's their choice. And yeah, of course, but it's also the thing when you and you you could we can both relate to this. Again, we're, we're we're bad examples for the people that this is kind of marginalizing. Yeah but I'm perfectly happy to write all night if I'm going to do something if there's something that possesses me because I won't be able to sleep I'll just lie there muttering <laughs> Yeah I'm I'm super fun to live with So if if it if you are compelled to do it and there's nothing that gets in the way and you don't have the kind of life where it's plenty of people don't have the energy. Plenty of people don't have the facility. They don't have the, mm. the. They have to get up the next morning and go to work, or they won't have any money to do. It's just not. It's a. It's this. It's this space that you are only some people are allowed to exist in, and saying you mm. have to have the mentality that means that you can work through that is not.
0: That's very not inclusive. Yeah. <sighs> it completely yeah it completely knocks out people who. Need to do, you know, other work or or people with kids, uh, or people who just don't have that same situation. What if you're sick? There's plenty
1: of people who are just not amazingly healthy who can work a forty-hour week. Most people can't work a sixty-hour week. No, you know, oh, it's oh, it's perfectly normal in the creative industries to work Saturday and Sunday. What the fuck, creative industries are you talking about? Oh, what? Which which ones?
0: The creative yeah. people. Is that is that is that what that even means? It was a, it was a weird choice of wording there. I don't, I don't know what they were trying
1: to get. The at. creative people. Oh well, yeah. Well, it sounds like if I'm going to do. Uh, if I'm is this person in
0: quantitative biology or something? Yeah, it sounds uh, like a real creative what,
1: choice to do that. Seventy biology. hours a week, mate. Yeah, fantastic.
0: It, it, it comes down to this idea of it, it's almost like okay you this job you're doing is important, so it should be a matter of life and death and because it's so important and because you should love it so much for that very reason, you should be working on the weekends it's almost and and, and that's what I hate in in i mean and you get this in a few other industries as well where the there's such incredible oh, competition yeah look science-
1: science is not alone in its no like coercion like, to top down abuse it's plenty yeah. it's got plenty of company it's just things that we're not qualified to talk about yeah
0: i mean and, and you hear it a lot particularly uh for instance in in, in journalism that yeah. um you need to ask do all a jun- this kind ask of ask a junior and- doctor how how they feel about hours and hierarchies yeah i um, i mean yeah we we're, we we're, we're, we're not unique in this and uh it it, it really sucks so it's uh it's good that this kind of stuff is actually getting called out. I, I, I'd be curious to see how, what the reaction was during the act, during the lecture, where, where the people actually stood up and go, hang on a minute, this uh, is a bit much. If someone didn't throw a frozen Coke at this person, <laughs> take
1: breaks when necessary. I'm taking a break from this talk to scorn yeah. you with whatever I'm holding.
0: I, I love it that they give you the permission, you know, it's fine. You can take some breaks, but but don't 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 waste it on that. Uh, don't on, waste on, on it the on the Facebook. news. Don't don't stay don't, <laughs> don't, don't stay aware of stuff. You don't need to go around knowing things that aren't science, you pesky little pinker. But the other thing that this breeds is I've noticed a lot of people um who who are part of these labs where they're expected to work these crazy hours. They're at work, but they're not actually working. So they're there, so that in case in case the PO PO walks past, they can be. Oh at yeah, desks.
1: yeah, 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 yeah. There's like malicious malicious compliance stuff. Yeah, I remember yeah. Reading, about, uh, reading, reading about uh reading about a the the Japanese work culture once, and these guys would oh, just I- <laughs> sit there and, and move the mouse around the screen because the the, the computer was monitored or something. They would just sit there vacantly, oh. uh, moving the mouse around. Seriously,
0: it's, to fill in incredible. the extra what? hours. One of my colleagues actually did his postdoc in Japan, and I just heard story after story exactly like that, that you would go, it, it was more socially acceptable to go to a meeting and be asleep in the meeting than to actually miss the meeting. So, he would go to all these presentations, and <laughs> everyone's asleep, because that's just that's just what you do, because you need to be at work and doing all these things, and... Yeah. Uh, it's wild, man. But <laughs> I and the, you might, the yeah, how
1: they how they approach like what you're, you're supposed to do, like turn up turn up early, leave late. But that's you. Yeah, what are you doing? It's, it's not an honest reflection of what you're actually supposed to be doing. I think yeah. you, that breeds really bad work habits. New people are go. Oh, I feel like I should be here till seven p.m. What are you doing? Uh <laughs> Well actually I found this great course online on something completely different and I'm doing that cuz it's really interesting but uh, I have got a spreadsheet open with my data so I can alt tab quickly.
0: <laughs> you know you know I you know what I did um <laughs> back back in one of my 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 older jobs I um I found I found a Twitter client that replicated an Excel spreadsheet so whenever someone walked past it just looked like I was uh working on my uh Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> okay. That might be the most Australian thing you've ever said. It was amazing. It was so good. I could I couldn't believe my luck. And people, are like, oh, Dan's Dad. just working ahead. But no, yeah. it was um, it was a not Twitter asking the
1: question. Why is he using XL? What is it? Nineteen ninety seven. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So that that was that was uh that was my uh great story of, of slacking off. It is the Australian way, isn't it? <laughs> it's finding a way to. To slack off as much fair as days, possible, but fair it,
1: days work for a fair days pay. That's too much work. I'm gonna get on me Twitter client.
0: <laughs> it, was, uh, it, it was it was probably more effort wise. to actually to actually set it up than than uh than you know actually working. But that, if, that's if where I've we are. ever if I've ever done that, it's been the the my
1: annoying and inexhaustible capacity to read stuff over long periods of time. I have simply switched out research to any other book. Or article that doesn't have pictures, so you know I can't read a no. recipe book because there's going to be a, a a picture a picture of the salad or something. So you know, <laughs> but literally anything else is written down, is text on a page. Very hard to uh, very hard to determine that you're not doing exactly what you're supposed to. So you know, you can have a, a break in break in open sites. You just got to keep reading. Yeah. Um, it's obviously that you can you know there's there's drawbacks to that there's only certain things that you can do yeah for mm. for for all your tips on uh, how to, how, to, how sky, to slack off how to skive off in unpleasant work environments send them to Dan and we'll, at we'll, Hertz we'll share them on twitter
0: we we will share them i'm sure we'll get some uh, some crackers but yeah oh. you will have to beat a uh, fake twitter xl client
1: yeah, that that is a that is a pretty good one. Mine's mine's pretty yeah. boring compared to that. Yeah. Oh, this is a the the whole the whole the 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 inevitable presence. Do you? I think part of it is the fact it's very difficult to explain to someone that you're thinking about something. I had a, a few. I happened a few times there's someone that I've worked for or with who asked me what I'm doing, I'm throwing a pen at the ceiling. Yeah, that could have
0: been me. Perhaps
1: it might have been. Yeah, I might have thrown a pen at you. Um, is, what are you? What are you? What are you doing? Thinking seems like a pretty good answer if you're not sure how something's supposed to work. But it's 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 borderline unacceptable to say I'm trying to have a considered opinion on something that's important, and I could explain all mm. the pieces to you right now, but it would bore the arse off you and waste my time. So, you know, I'm happy to tell you, but go away. In with with the greatest you know with the, with the greatest possible respect, get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> and,
0: and 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 this stuff is super important. Like it's in, it's incredible the amount of times that you just need to sit down and literally think over something for hours, and then that's when, uh, that's when the solution comes. But but you can't really quantify it. You can quantify, you know, I I read I read these papers or I wrote these lines. Yeah, or I, I... do. Did... I, I stuff, go but I, quantifying,
1: exactly thinking exactly. I go looking for ideas that are associated with uh, associated with the thing that you're looking for. You may only be looking for a sentence or an idea or context. Like I've, I've been reading, I've, I'm writing something about HRV uh, right now, and I've been reading a lot of th- uh, a lot of articles about the practice of how a certain area of mathematics has worked now why because it's directly relevant well it's obliquely directly relevant (laughs) but it is dramatically improving the quality of what's going to happen to the actual paper but if I had to explain that to someone standing in front of me I would look like I I feel like that would be considered by an enormous amount of people as wildly inappropriate (laughs) I'll, I'll look forward to the paper then it's a very good paper. Um, very, I, I almost never get to say that. I always end up being mostly dissatisfied with most of the stuff I do. But this is um, this is shaping up very well. And the reason that it's shaping up very well is because of context.
0: Because mm. I tell have the papers, it, now. it takes a while. You can tell the papers where people have actually read quite widely and aren't just regurgitating. What Definitely, the Yep. Last person said, and bringing in fresh ideas that uh you know, a little bit off track but are still very relevant and very useful mm. um to to the thing at hand. It's um it's 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 bloody obvious. Yeah. So where's the, you know, that's
1: something to consider when you're in there by yourself on a Saturday? It's like are you have you are you having any good ideas or do you just have so many tasks that are procedures that need to be pursued? What 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 happens to the mean you where are the questions? You're just mm. working on huge anodyne piles of answer. A lot of the time that's just not the way. Anyway, look, if you if you're the person who did this slide and by some miracle you've actually made it the entirety of the way through <laughs> this podcast after we just trashed your ridiculous, frankly, opinion for the last 25 minutes, um cut your fingers off and slap your hand with the slap yourself in the head with the stump and you'll probably Get the impression of how most people feel about you right now. This is the center of... This is the center of a very large problem and I didn't like it. I didn't like this thing you sent. Um, I'm glad other people don't like it as well. You have to send me some
0: of the funnier links to things that people have said about this. I'll, I'll post them. Yeah. Well, we'll wrap it up for today. Thank you for listening. Once again, remember to leave reviews and ratings for the show and get in contact with us if you have any ideas. Um, especially if you have any <laughs> new ways to skype off at the <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. Uh, the most
1: Australian sign-off ever. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> Sco- skype
0: off you, good thing. Bye for now. Bye for now.